Kumasta. And welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and joined by Ski. Hello, friends. And Brent. What's up, baby doc? <laughs> and today, we're going to be going over season three, episode three, bringing up baby. Uh, that, <laughs> that baby that we're referring to, or that Brent's referring to, is his baby doc. And uh, if you haven't watched the episode, you'll learn all about him here in just a few moments. <laughs> so, of course, we'll have be having Ski do our recap, as well as uh, going over our MVPs and rating for the episode. And uh, continuing towards that goal of finding the greatest episode of uh, mm-hmm. of the Golden Girls of all time. So. Now, I think that we're pretty discerning in most of our decisions. Mm-hmm. Do you think our opinions would reflect accurately the general population, do you think? Um, you know, here's the thing. If I were to put the general population on the same level as us, then I think that would be doing a disservice to us. So <laughs> so I don't know that it would correlate with the general population, but I would like to think that ours would supersede the general population. Gotcha. We are podcasters, okay? So, <laughs> you know, it's hard to break into this business, <laughs> you know, where you pay and get no money in return and that spend a lot true. of time. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, a, a selective group that... I will say this. I imagine it's not that huge of a group that make it to, what, 60 episodes-ish or whatever we're in yeah. at this point. So yeah. we're select- in a selective group in that as far as our— Agreed. Uh, yeah. And the same subtopic, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we've jumped around to a bunch of different things. No. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I do wonder, like, if we do decide to do something after this one, you know, I know Brent has thrown out some ideas. I've mentioned mm-hmm. some ideas. You know, I guess we'll have to see what our fatigue is like <laughs> when we've been doing this for another two and a half years or whatever it'd be. But um, spirit may be willing, but the body could be weak. It could be, yeah. Vice <laughs> versa. Yeah. But there's part of me I wonder if we should do something more random, um, not totally random, but like a. I don't know. We'll we'll kick it around. We've got plenty of time to think about mm-hmm. it. But I don't know if we would delve back into doing something that was very specific. The good thing about doing something specific is there's a built-in group of people that care about that thing. True. You know, unless you're doing really obscure. And it gives us a direction. Right. Every but, every episode we know what kind of we're going to talk about, at least the beginning of it. Right. Maybe after 100 episodes, though, the thing that people care about will be us. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what that's what my thought is. If there, you know, hopefully there's people still listening 200 you know when we hit our 200th mm-hmm. episode yeah. um or thereabouts then they'll be like hey you know what i'd still like to hear these three idiots talk about stuff you know <laughs> or these two idiots in brent or this one idiot in brent and ski whatever <laughs> but anyways um so yeah so with that oh you know and also definitely bears mentioning now again you know we're seven eight weeks into the future or in the past i guess i should say for the yeah. people who are going to be listening to this but today in real world it is betty white's 99th birthday i thought it's tomorrow eve eve oh is it eve I think it's oh it's Sunday. tomorrow yeah. oh, okay we're recording this on saturday yeah well by the yeah. time we're done recording it'll probably be her birthday oh good point <laughs> be. So. probably true actually so yeah so happy birthday to betty white hopefully she makes it at least another two and a half years or so it'd be nice if she could make it through and still be alive when we finish this series oh, gotcha. that's that's my hope gotcha. um, that's that's a lot to ask for a 99 year old but is. um but it's still a hope. Again, though, I think it's a lot to ask anybody to make it to 99. So mm-hmm. It is. So I wanted to bring this up, and I, I kind of suspected so last week, but I didn't want to say so before I had a chance to verify. Uh, last week we talked about the girls finding different ways to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, if you recall, uh, the girls all had a number on like, like a number on them when they were doing the dance marathon. Uh-huh. We'll check out uh, 
Rose's number. Oh, she was what ninety eight. <laughs> nice. When we when she was so, ninety eight. Yeah, so nice. So when we recorded the last episode, she she was, was ninety eight. Yeah. But unfortunately, when it airs, if you will, I don't know, is airs the right word? When it drops, because oh, she was ninety. She's ninety nine now, right? No, she's turning ninety nine. Yeah. Gotcha. So so yeah. it's like once that actually airs, she mm-hmm. will already be ninety nine at that yeah. point. But still, it's a cool little uh, yeah. yeah, cool that we happen to be reviewing the episode. When in our world she was ninety eight, I thought so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, oh, go ahead. Um, you can finish your number thing first. Oh, that was done with the number. I have just another thing I wanted to show you guys before we get too far into stuff. Was okay. were Blanche and uh, Dorothy's number dead? No, oh. actually, if I recall, um, Blanche's was twenty nine. Oh, okay, but, <laughs> and uh, Dorothy's was fifty six. Mm-hmm. If I recall, okay, I didn't really find any correlation with that, so I didn't really. Well, I don't think '98 ever originally had a correlation. Oh, at sure least. not. But <laughs> it just happened. It was to it now. was good timing for us. Yeah, definitely. So, do you have a bit you're going to add, Brent? I was just going to say, um, last week, um, you know, you told us, uh, you know, escape the pina colada song, and <laughs> yeah, and I got really uh, into it. <laughs> you, did, you did, and I don't, I don't think I, you know, gave you enough credit for that. Almost, almost too zealous on my end, though. I think. No, I, I, I never loved you more. So I just thought it was, a, it was a high water mark as far as your performance oh, goes. Oh man! And, but still I, a low bar to meet for Brent's love for you. <laughs> just saying. I very I nearly was, considered trying to memorize the entire song and then sing it for the group. I was like, yeah. I don't want to subject yeah. our listeners to that. So I thought about that eight, nine times this week. It's probably <laughs> just my favorite moment of the entire podcast we've had so far. Wow. Was you talking about that song? So I just wanted to mention that. You and Ski both have these wells of knowledge that I find impressive. Um, they're just, uh, <laughs> and they're varied and random um, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I feel like that's, uh, I don't know, uh, definitely a quality that you two share. Well, so. you, Brent never got to meet my dad, but you knew him. And mm-hmm. he definitely had a, a vast well of random and sometimes useless knowledge see i have a lot of like trivial knowledge Mm -hmm. but it's only like little bits and pieces like Mm -hmm. i know i I don't feel like i'm an expert on anything (laughs) not that i would necessarily go so far as to say that i bet accounting you're really good i'm definitely not an expert on accounting (laughs) 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 i wish that i was i I thought he said counting counting. (laughs) (laughs) you know i bet that i don't know if there are different methods to counting (laughs) but uh, i'm pretty good at it i don't know experts I would assume that I'm at the top of the field of counting. <laughs> doesn't even break a sweat when he hits nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, I think Brent has a couple subjects that he is probably, you know, pretty damn near an expert on. Um, I would say bands. There are definitely some musical places uh, or musical acts, I should say, that Brent would qualify as an expert by most standards. Um, I, would I would definitely agree. I would imagine that you have several things. You know, I don't know if you're an expert on things, but you seem to know a good amount about a lot of things. Like, it's not <laughs> like, like, I know tidbits about a lot of stuff where you know, like, a pretty, like, you can hold a good conversation about a lot of things. Uh, so, now that I'm you know, done inflating both your egos, I guess we'll go ahead and turn it over well, to Well, we love the, you too, man. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So. And I think you're a very, very smart person. And I you agree. should give yourself five good pats on the head <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like you think i'm a dog no. or <laughs> that, that is not at all reinforce you thinking that i'm an intelligent person it takes brains to go ahead and edit out all of these <laughs> yeah, oh, God, i wish i could I, we'd have an eight minute podcast if i could edit out all of your little clicks and uh, you know scrapes but i i think that i am a reasonably intelligent person i just don't think um that i have the 
specific knowledge that either of you two have with a lot of different fields. So. I don't know. You, you get yourself a little short in the stick here because I remember as a uh, as a youth, you would quiz me regularly on uh, um, in at least in the NBA and stuff and college stuff. Like we talked about this, I think last week after mm-hmm. the podcast, how you like memorized. No, it was it was when we were moving some stuff when we were going at the desk. Right. We were talking about how you remember, you know what certain players went to college and what years they played. There was definitely a time in my life where I had areas that I knew a vast amount about Mm -hmm. that I probably would be, you know, borderline expert on. I don't know. Maybe it's just that life is too busy for me now to. Well, sure. I mean, you got three kids. I've got one that's now moved out. Yeah. So Brent's got four and he's still, you know, still has a vast well of knowledge for, you know, specific Mm -hmm. things. And he has general knowledge. You know, like where I say I know a little bit about a lot of things, Brent knows a little bit about a lot of things too, but he also knows <laughs> a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> so, oh, all right. The only thing yeah. I wanted to show you guys. Yeah. So today's episode, we got some uh, outfits there. You see, uh, see, for the audience, we got Blanche wearing pink, mm-hmm. Dorothy in green and rose and blue. Uh huh. And then we change later, and and then Rose is in pink, Dorothy again in green, and Blanche in blue. Oh, okay. okay. And it is it caught me that it seems really familiar. To the three fairy godmothers in uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, so that makes Sophia Sleeping Beauty, or is she Maleficent? I assume Baby was. Uh, what's that? Baby was Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought she said maybe, and we've been watching Arrested, Arrested Development, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "That's an odd call." Yeah. But yeah, well, it if you look makes here, a lot more sense now. Exactly. Uh, Sophia is in black in this picture. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so. I think my. Favorite maybe funky joke um, from Arrested Development is when she asked Michael uh, where she can get one of the his T necklaces or a necklace with a oh, T yeah. on it. And he's like, it's a cross. And she's like, a cross from what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is an excellent one. Um, that's a great show. We just finished season three of it, um, so we'll be heading into season four starting. How many seasons were there in that? Well, there's five. I think there was four in the original run, and then there was a they long layoff. More, right? Well, it's like I think Netflix made a deal and yeah. made a new season of it. Um, but I think that fifth season, from what I've heard, is quite different. That it's more like it focuses on individuals. It's not like the whole cast is together for a whole season. It's yeah. like you know. Yeah. But still, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But we still have all of season four to get through first. Yep. So, anyways, yeah. do we have any viewer mail this week? Um. No, I don't believe we got anything new this week. Okay. Yeah, it was a quiet week, but you know, hopefully next week we'll get some quiet week for this, but not the world around us. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. It's been a crazy week, but you know what? I don't think we need to remind anybody of that. Uh, you know, right now we're eight weeks past the craziness, so why don't we just leave it? <laughs> Good for me. Yeah, let's hope anyway. Yeah. But you want to go ahead and do that recap ski? I'll get on it. All right, season three, episode three, bringing up baby. Uh, original air date was October third, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, this one was written by Barry Finero and Mort Nathan. I've heard of him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> as as we stated again, uh, every episode in this season is directed by Terry Hughes. Uh, we open in the living room. We see Dorothy. <laughs> Don't we open with like a cab calling ass out of the Oh, that's <laughs> true. We do see, yeah, they've got a little, you know, post or pre-scene where mm-hmm. you see like a cab pulling up the, the house and then backing out quickly. Yeah. Which I think is funny with the next scene. I'll get into that. Yeah. I, I know ahead. it's dumb, but for whatever reason, I really enjoy that they mix up that little opening thing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Sometimes it's at night. Sometimes there's a car there. Sometimes there's nothing there. Yeah. 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 
oftentimes it seems to have very little to do with the episode, mm-hmm. but I just like that they give us a little something different every episode. Yeah. So. This this one actually did it's have the a couch gag. It, it is yeah, kind of yeah, it is. And it's not as good as a couch gag, but still, <laughs> at least it's it's the precursor. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, so it would have started slightly before The Simpsons, you know, had mm-hmm. their own series. So yeah. yeah. Kind of just mixing it up, showing, you know, it's not just a stagnant picture we use every week, folks. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Dorothy is sitting on the couch reading, uh, I think, a magazine uh, when the doorbell rings. And she answers it, and there is a uh, squinting Sophia. Uh, she tells her that she had broken her glasses at the mall and just, you know, spent the last six hours trying to get home, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to see, which I think is ironic that because when she – Opens the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia asks her, "Is this?" I forget mm-hmm. the, uh, the address, address is, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And to Dorothy, of course, says, "Ma, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it wasn't the right house and that taxi left <laughs> like that, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> she'd have been a, a world of hurt. Yeah, I mean, not this, you know, her not being able to see is a running gag throughout at least yeah. half of this episode. And my goodness, they paint her as being the most blind individual. Like, I don't see how even with glasses she would be legally yeah. able to see. Who, whose sister was it that was blind? Was Do- uh, Rose's? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. I think she got around significantly better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And she almost started a fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she broke her glasses at the mall and just spent a whole six hours trying to get home. Dorothy asks, you know, why didn't you try to call on the house uh, for one of us to come get you? And she tells her, you know, daughter that she did, but every time she put in a dime... Uh, the machine would spit out a condom. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago do you think it was that a phone call cost a dime? I mean, now... Uh, well, at least 1987, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't have any memory of... Uh, I thought it was always a quarter. That's, that's what I thought. At least my memory is always a quarter. But. I would say a quarter as well. Um, but what kind of prophylactic costs a dime? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's not exactly one you feel like you'd really feel Ex- confident in. Exactly. <laughs> so. Kind of causes birth defects. Hey, but you know what? She had five of them, right? So that's, that's true. <laughs> you know, maybe if you double up or triple up, then <laughs> if you're going five deep, you're safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> May not be very enjoyable, but at least you're safe, right? Well, so. considering it's with Dorothy, it's not going to be <laughs> enjoyable. So. Oh, yeah, she says she has five of them now, and she tries to hand them to her, her daughter, uh, saying that, you know, here you go, a lifetime supply. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines of the episode right off the bat. I thought that was a pretty good one. Indeed. Uh, Blanston comes in out of her bedroom asking if uh, a gold chain looks better with her uh, dress, which is like a purplish kind of blue dress, mm-hmm. uh, than a pearl necklace. Uh, when she is confident that the pearls make her look a little more <clears throat> accessible, she chooses that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that she's on brand. Yes, yeah. yes. So. I just thought it was a nice bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing for pearls before swine. Ah. <laughs> I don't. I've heard that, but I don't remember what it's from. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying. Like, I'm nodding and smiling, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like Macbeth or some nonsense. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, again, now you're just making us both look stupid. Yeah, I, I know Being I've heard so that term, but I haven't the slightest idea why. But. So, you know, she gets the, uh, the pearls, and uh, then again, half-blind Sophia compliments Blanche, saying that she looks like she's lost about 15 pounds. And then she, you think about it after the fact, it seems odd, but she comes over to, I guess, feel the dress. Yeah. And uh, she realized that her thighs are actually larger than what she thought, <laughs> and 
She thought, oh, I thought that was part of the uh, the couch. So, real quick, so it's, it's Matthew 7, 6. Okay. So, um, so, so it's, it's, a, Bible it's a Bible. <laughs> Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Very nice. And basically it says that um, you're wasting your time giving something helpful or valuable to somebody who doesn't appreciate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll be curious. My, my cousin Dave and his family... You know Ashley, who did our yeah. uh, did our theme song there. Yeah, um, they're uh, far more religious than we are. Like yes. their their church, I think they go three times a week. Okay, um, and I'll be curious. I didn't there are that many Sundays in a week. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Sunday's I, a long day. But <laughs> 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 I was a lad. We'd go two, three times a week. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't think that I ever went more than once a week, other than if there was some sort of an unusual circumstance. Sometimes we went to Catholic high yeah, school. Catholic. Sometimes they'd have us do more than that. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true, because we'd go during our weekly mass in school, but then, yeah. you know, then there'd be the Sunday service. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I'd be curious. I, you know, I, I think he has a lot more biblical knowledge than <laughs> I do. So I, I pointed in you for a moment when you said it was some Macbeth bullshit. <laughs> I said nonsense. No, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so... But I'll, I'll have to ask him because I think he is still a regular listener, as far as I know. Okay. So, I dropped in a Kumasta at the start of the episode. That's yeah, the, I did notice that. Yeah. Well, how does that relate? Uh, that's how they say hello in the Philippines. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, I, so, can you repeat that the phrase? Kumasta. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Kumasta. Um, See, and I think they're probably all derived from the same. Oh, okay. Thing. <laughs> it's Kumasta. Okay. Fair enough. I thought he said como esta too. Yeah. yeah. So I just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying hello to our Filipino listeners. Oh, very nice. You know, I, we're number one, apparently. Exactly. Uh, among TV reviews. Exactly. So, so. I'm nurturing that fan base. Yeah. I don't think that's an accurate, um, I don't think it's an accurate stat, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> unless there's one dude who listens to podcast over there. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think we have like six listens from the Philippines, which, you know, it's great that we have six yeah. listens from, you know, yeah. such a faraway place. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't make me think that um, we're number one. Yeah, we're exactly. One. So, but. Unless the, the category is so specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, down it to had to be we're only one. The only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Maybe Golden Girls is like a first run show there. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. There you go. They're just watching brand new episodes mm-hmm. with, with, I mean, like, they, they listen to the podcast to get a preview yeah. of what's coming up. Right. We're yeah. only on season two here. Yeah, <laughs> like we're something that you watch as a companion to each new episode right. coming out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back to, so Sophia, you know, can't see her quite right, comes over to oddly feel the dress and realizes that, you know, her thighs are larger, and then she reminds Blanche, and this is a bit rough in my opinion, she says, don't forget, Blanche, gravy isn't a beverage. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you're saying that, you're not just saying that somebody is a little heavier than you thought. I mean, you're <laughs> definitely calling someone fat at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that was one of those your mama jokes uh, back yeah, when almost, those were a yeah. thing. So. <laughs> so Dorothy explains that her mother's you know, poor vision is responsible for the glass, or is, is a response to the glasses being broken, but uh, that doesn't really make up for the insult, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's just like, she's explaining that why she can't see, but there's yeah. no apology on any level. So Well, let's be honest. You know Sophia at this point. Yeah, um, they have a lot of back and forth with that anyway between her and Blanche. Yeah, well, and I just think that there's no part where you're like, oh, I need to explain her insult. You just know <laughs> that she likes to insult people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
And at this point, Rose enters, and the girls can tell that she's concerned, maybe upset. Uh, they ask what's wrong, and she tells them that uh, she's going to be a mother again. And Dorothy reminds her that, you know, we've been through this. Uh, you can't get pregnant from using the mall bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she even says we've been over this many times. Yeah. Is it a unisex bathroom at the mall? I don't know. <laughs> but it's a shame that, that they've had to have this conversation more than once. <laughs> uh, and I would think in a mall they would have, you know, a men's and a women's. Um, I would suspect so also. But maybe not. It kind of makes you wonder how many pregnancy scares has she had in her life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially at her age, I think she'd be past the pregnancy scare age. But <laughs> so, and you know, and Dorothy and her didn't meet until she was pretty close to the age she is now. Yes. So, but I mean, obviously, well, I think that you know the Nylons, you know, they have babies a lot longer in life because obviously her uncle just had a newborn. Yeah. And he's <laughs> <probably> Ninety. <laughs> Yeah, but a man can typically have a baby. You that know, is true. That, late, that is so. true. That's true. It might be a little, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody asked what happened to the mother. Yeah, that's true. They're just like, oh, he has a baby, and well, maybe she thought he adopted or something of that nature. Yeah, it really so doesn't get into it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if he's that old too, maybe you. Ninety-year-old man adopted dead. a baby seems like a very Saint Olaf thing to allow. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, that's what she's expecting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves though. Yeah. Yeah, so she says, you know, she's having a baby, but then uh, she explains, oh, sorry, she explains that her uncle has passed away and that his baby was going to be left to her, as mm. you guys were kind of alluding to. She admits that she's always wanted to raise another baby, but is worried about doing it alone. Um, Blanche agrees that it's a huge responsibility and challenging, adding that it would be difficult uh, even at her own age. And then she adds also that she is much younger and prettier than Rose. Mm -hmm. Not that that has anything to do with it, but she just is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was... uh, Just facts. Yeah. (laughs) Dorothy kind of gave her a little glare after that for a while. Yeah, the Dorothy part there was great. I mean, it was one of her classic, uh, you know, kind of side eyes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I was glad they just, they lingered on it long enough to like really get the effect of it. That Mm -hmm. was great. She looked back a few times like... Right. (laughs) Can't believe you. Uh, but uh, Dorothy and, and Blanche agree that having a baby would be you know, kind of wonderful and agree to uh, raise the child together. Uh, Blanche then quickly declines, however, to take part in the messier parts of parenthood. This whole scene here was reminiscent, I think, to me of like at least one or two episodes prior, or not prior, but like, like before now. Like Remember uh, Blanche had talked about maybe getting married and not wanting to uh, raise little kids again right? and how she thought she was too young? And I think there's another episode even that like they well, talked they about. The, they were babysitting for the marathon runners. Right, yeah. right, yeah. They had a real legit baby there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they were per- completely prepared to go ahead and take on that mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, well, and then Blanche was hoping to uh, mm-hmm. keep her grandson as well. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't a baby, of course, yeah. but they've been trying to get another child in that house for the entire run of the series so far. It seems like, well, yeah, and he didn't even Mario Lopez, didn't they talk about him? Um, well, no, he had no, family. he had his own family. They're yeah. just trying to help him not get deported, right? Right, yeah. Which they failed. Yep, yeah, they, they definitely they failed Mario. That was one child left behind. So. <laughs> They're just so hardcore about wanting to change diapers. I mean, that's probably why they let Sophia in. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blanche does not want to be changing diapers, but uh, she's happy with all the other stuff. Um, Sophia goes along with it, you know, just you know, worrying that if she has a dissenting vote, uh, they would send her back to the home. Rose goes uh, out of the room to call the lawyer to bring the baby as soon as possible. 
Blanche asks if she knows if it's a boy or a girl. She responds, he didn't say, but it must be one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good Rose line. Dorothy pipes in with, you've been watching PBS again, Rose? <laughs> thought that was a good one. Yeah. The three girls kind of head into the uh, kitchen. Sophia you know, says she's going to lay down for a nap, uh, but then walks out the front door, and we hear cars honking almost uh, immediately, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought about this after the fact. I suspect Sophia must have sprinted toward the road. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Interstate running through their front yard. Because they have right. a pretty decent-sized front yard. We've, we yeah. just talked about seeing them a minute ago. Yeah, we see a driveway every episode. Of course, you know, if she still thought she was going into her own bedroom, what would she have been running towards? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she was really tired. <laughs> but so Dorothy, you know, hearing all the cars honking, uh, rushes back in towards the front door to escort her mother back inside. Uh, Sophia asks, Dorothy, who the hell parked a Buick in my bedroom? Yeah. And yeah. That's that was little, very forced. Yeah. it's uh, Some of her stuff in this was a little <laughs> rose-ish, you know. Um, I... I can grant that she would maybe be playing up the blindness part of it, you know, in order to fit in some extra insults and whatnot, as mm-hmm. she likes to do. Yeah. But but as far as acting like, you know, the Buick line, yeah. hearing a little bit, she makes a line about poaching an egg in the toilet. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like it It makes it seem like she's not just blind, like she also... Well, I wonder is. if she was that poor of vision, how would she find the door in the first place? Well, yeah, that's but true. Like, like two, three weeks ago, we found out that she used lasers to get her cataracts cut off. Right, yeah. <laughs> her peeper should be fairly healthy. Yeah, I would think so, too. But, yeah, apparently uh, we're giving her more credit than, than we should. Yeah. So. Uh, so we changed scene. Uh, now we see Dorothy and Rose sitting at the kitchen table uh, when Sophia enters the room. Uh, she Sophia comes in, she folds up her robe kind of nicely, lays it on a chair, and then walks over to the only remaining free kitchen chair. Uh, she starts to act like she's about to uh, relieve herself on that chair right in front of them at the table. Mm-hmm. And Rose they, hollers at her to get her attention and stop her. Uh, when they explain to Sophia that she's in the kitchen, she says, they all, if this is the kitchen, I must be poaching an egg in the toilet. <laughs> now, where'd she get the egg from? What exactly is she poaching? Because obviously <laughs> she didn't come into the kitchen unless she has, well, you know, a supply of eggs in her bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. She exits to, I assume, remedy the situation. Yeah. But How would she find her way back? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> at this point, Rose is skimming through an old photo album, and she shows Dorothy a picture with uh, her and her uncle, Hingeblotter. Mm-hmm. And uh, his half brother, Inca Blotter, mm-hmm. which I thought that was great use of names. Sure. Uh, they enter the living room where Blanche is reading. Uh, she tells them that uh, they have a big problem, that they are all women. Dorothy sarcastically says, No. And Rose immediately responds, Well, sure we are, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, before Dorothy uh, quickly and kind of rudely hushes her up. Uh, Blanche continues, though, that the book that she's been reading. Uh, on baby care by Dr. Spock mm-hmm. uh, discusses how important it is to have a strong male influence in the home during the baby's formative years. Yeah, I think then Dorothy replies that um, that they'll all wear Yankee caps and scratch their behinds after every beer. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know, that's one of the harshest shots they've taken at men in this series so far, <laughs> that that would be the example of a male role model. <laughs> that, now, granted, you know, Stanley... Rose Stanley, Rose gets a good laugh out of that one. Yeah, yeah, Rose really was tickled by it. But you would think <laughs> we had every indication that Charlie was a pretty good dad. And while Stanley was a terrible husband, he seems like a decent dad. Well, then, even though they show that uh, uh, Sophia and Sal kind of had, you know, a, 
edgy relationship. They mm-hmm. still loved each other very much. Right, yeah. He, seems he clearly like, was there for his family. Yeah, and Dorothy's never had a bad thing to say about her dad. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they're getting this idea that all a man is is a butt-scratching uh, <laughs> Yankee fan. <laughs> and I sure as hell don't think that uh, we Rooting expect Blanche. Well, I was going to say Blanche isn't going to be wearing any Yankee hat. <laughs> <laughs> but That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Uh, so they want to have a, a male in the uh, house for, for formative years. But uh, Rose contests that as long as they show the baby love and nurture it, he or she will grow up to be fully developed uh, adult and well-adjusted. She then points out that, you know, Spock doesn't know what he's talking about anyway because children on Vulcan are all born in pods. Right. I'm impressed that she has uh, <laughs> some Star Trek knowledge. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if uh, Numi enjoyed that particular joke since she's quite the Trekkie. See, I couldn't find any reference that they were actually born in eggs. Oh, really? Yeah. So that may just be something that was totally made up for yeah. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I take it back. But yeah. even still, it's always fun to have a little... Uh, yeah. But I didn't think of Numi in yeah. the Star Trek fandom. Mm-hmm. Do anyone out there, uh, Dr. Spock was actually a real doctor also. Yeah. Yes. Then- <laughs> yeah, he yeah, was, was quite uh, quite the big deal back in the 80s. Um, I mean, I still think he is books are around and available yeah yeah if you're interested i guess those are local half price books <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they had one of my favorite commercials ever um i think it was a radio commercial if i recall right but they had this uh this jingle and it was like if you love books you're a book lover half price books for everyone yeah <laughs> it's just i don't know like i was wondering how much did they pay somebody to write that particular <laughs> syndicato yeah <laughs> So. Very circular reasoning. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully, though, you love books. <laughs> yeah. You know what you are, my friend. <laughs> You're a book lover. Exactly. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. You helped me out. Now we just need to wait for our check to come in the mail from Half Price Books. Mm-hmm. So. Rolling in. <laughs> yep. One of many, Alan. Oh yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. We've advertised for many a brands here for free. <laughs> we so. have. <laughs> but. But, how, uh, how we give back to the community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to help small businesses yeah. during this time of <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> My six-year-old told me I needed to do more community service. Oh, really? And I was like, okay, well, what were you thinking? And she's like, you can go to the park and clean up trash. <laughs> and I was like, are you going to help me with this? And she's like, no, but I'll go to the park and help the little kids down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> Selfless. Exactly. <laughs> that is, that's some real service. Yeah. Did you tell her that you'll be doing your community service once the court orders you to? Exactly. <laughs> once Johnny Law catches up with me, then I'll give back. <laughs> and trust me, I'll have plenty to give back at that point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for any uh, worthy projects for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Right. Well, after the uh, Vulcan pod uh, comment, uh, Dorothy gently asks her friend if she happened to take uh, a whole lot of acid in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Rose kind of shoots an odd look at her, and the doorbell rings. Uh, Rose gets up to answer it, and it's the lawyer, a man named uh, Chester. I forget his full name, but we'll just stick with Chester. He looked like a Chester. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chester, Chester, the child molester. Mm-hmm. Uh. Exactly. Well, he <laughs> he has the baby, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they kind of, like, welcome him in and stuff and ask him, you know, a few questions about the baby. But then he turns and escorts a very large pig on a leash into the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chester explains that uh, he, the the pig is named Baby, which uh, and it was a prize pig in uh, was it Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think five times uh, prize pig. Blue blue, blue, blue ribbon, ribbon right? yeah. 
Sophia, still without glasses, is passing through the room and says, you know, what an adorable baby that is. Right. Dorothy tells her mom that, you know, it's a pig. But Sophia kind of tells her daughter back that, you know, you were no uh, great looker when you came home from the hospital. I loved you anyway. Right. Uh, Rose is, you know, smitten with the idea of having a pet pig in the house. Uh, Blanche says, you know, the pig has to go. And Chester says, you know, Rose's cousin, I think he said Gunder or Gunder, uh, will be happy to have a baby along with the $100,000 due when the pig passes. Yeah, that was a really odd stipulation in the will because, you know, what are they going to do to ensure that the pig passes of natural causes? Why is there no money during the initial part of it to, you know, Help feed the pig yeah, or something? Exactly. Yeah, I'd imagine pigs probably take a pretty fair amount of food and whatnot. It was a large pig, too. Yeah. Blue uh, ribbon pig. Yeah, exactly. Five times. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, when you would think, too, a blue ribbon pig probably has a you know, slightly specialized diet, especially a 29-year-old one. But I I don't know. It, that was just, it was odd that the stipulation was just he needs to live with you till he dies, and then you get this well, yeah, lump the, of money. It, the 100000 is a basically uh stipend to ensure the animal is well cared for but i don't know how you'd prove that yeah yeah exactly i mean they could poison it unless they're going to do an autopsy when it's right. you know after it dies to find out if it was natural causes or not which you yeah. think that would definitely cut into that hundred grand right yeah yeah exactly so maybe it's one of those things that um you have to eat baby yeah it could be that way if you, <laughs> if you did poison it then <laughs> you're killing yourself well, I mean, you could starve it to death. There's plenty of ways you could kill it without having it... Uh, <laughs> Break its legs or something horrible like that. Oh, jeez. You're talking about being a lot... Cr- I don't know. I guess starving Hobbling cool. a hog. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rose starts by, starts to say that, you know, she'd happily take care of the... Uh, t- take care of baby for free uh, when Blanche kind of cuts her off. Mm-hmm. After some funny back and forth, they find out that, you know, normally a pig lives for 25 years, but as you stated, baby is already 29. And then, uh, miraculously, they all agree that baby can stay. Right. So, go, did you have something? I was going to say that baby's old enough to remember where it was when Kennedy was shot. <laughs> there we go, yeah. So, is that a joke that you had planned as soon as you heard it was 29 years it old? Was. I did the math, and I was like, ah, it's in 1958. Oh, yeah. He remember the Kennedy assassination. And they say pigs are smart, so maybe their <laughs> memories are quite good. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was sitting there watching TV sure, yeah. on the farm. One exactly. bacon flavored tear <laughs> rolled down One his bacon cheek. flavored tear. <laughs> exactly. Pig's just sitting there watching Green Acres. And it's like, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you the president's been shot. Bring back Arnold. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't well, know. actually. That's a trauma that all the people in that house had to live through at that point. What, what year was, what year, well, Green Acres is pretty old, isn't it? Yeah. Was that back in the, the 30s or 40s? It wasn't quite that far back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been 50s, I bet, I mean, right? It was color. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Probably was it 60s. Color? I, thought, yeah. it was in, I yeah. thought it was all black and white. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was in color. Um, yeah, the whole thing was in color. Uh, I guess green acres would be just like black and white acres otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gray I mean, acres is the place. It's right around there, 63, 64. Oh, so I was way off. Yeah. I, I, I knew 30s was off, but like. 65 is when it was on. Okay. So so what year was the assassination again? 69, right? right? 63. 63. Okay, so we wouldn't have been watching Green Acres. Yeah. So the assassination was 63? I thought yeah, it was 69. November 22nd. No, 69 was... We, we talked about this. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was when we landed on the moon, wasn't 
69, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I was getting my yeah. my important uh, Kennedy dates mixed up. Yeah, I feel like I need to start to, uh, I don't know, really live in that uh, Lincoln famous saying of, you know, better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool <laughs> than to open it and remove all doubt. I, I'm probably paraphrasing a little there, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe he was just sitting there watching My Favorite Martian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, looking up now shows of yeah. the 60s. To... Petticoat Junction, that oh. was on. Yeah, oh, there how, you go. how about uh, Mr. Ed? Was Mr. Ed on? Uh, I think that one was a bit older. Car 54. Because that seems like a farmy kind of show. Well, Mr. Yeah. Ed was definitely black and white. Meet the press. Um. <laughs> yeah, no Mr. Mr. Ed was 61. So, yeah, Mr. Ed could have, and it was six seasons. Yes, Mr. Ed would have been on yeah. during that time. Yeah. Very nice. All right, well, back to it. Redeemed. <laughs> Do you guys watch WandaVision? No, I wanted to, um, but uh, couldn't get everybody rounded up to watch it. So, yeah. was it a good show? It's okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, not exactly a raving endorsement. But. Yeah, I'm definitely going to you know, keep watching it and everything like that. And I think it'll hopefully it'll turn into something nice. But it's one of those things that, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know if there are enough episodes to like tease it out, like what's it, what it's about. Oh, okay. You know, it's one of those things that like the second episode was a whole lot like the first episode. Mm. <laughs> you know? So, Wandavision. In case you don't know, Ski or anybody who's listening, is a new Disney Plus show that uh, chronicles uh, Vision and Wanda or Scarlet Witch, whatever you want to call her, um, and their relationship. And I, I think it it doesn't exactly chronicle it, but I think it shows different like multiverse versions of them, right? Yeah. So. I guess. I don't know. They've not really said anything one way or the other. Oh, okay. So it's a little trippy, I guess, then. Um, mm-hmm. I have actually uh, seen several commercials for it. I'm really excited to see it. Did you say that you and Nicole finally got Disney Plus? We don't have it hooked up yet. Uh, oh, we, okay. Well, so you're we've just got, paying we've for got it, a di- Well, no, we have a Disney Plus capable TV. Oh, okay. Since we don't have a game system that's like anywhere near current right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a Disney Plus capable TV? Yeah, we bought it for Christmas. But, but do you have a Disney Plus subscription? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, so so you have to be. So we've got Comcast, and Comcast does not support Disney Plus because there's some kind of weird corporate skirmish between the two, right? I think they got it resolved. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, I didn't know that. So, but I do know that you know she bought a TV yeah. for us for Christmas, uh-huh. and it had Disney Plus like the the app installed. Yeah, yeah. So all we'd have to do is yeah. enable the subscription, and we could watch it. Exactly. No, no, just like, like <laughs> we kind of have it when we have a TV capable of getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. our plan is to get it. How's that? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we I mean, need to just say no. We don't have it yet, but we're going to exactly. soon. Exactly. <laughs> It was all the way. We haven't hooked it up um, as if there's a Disney Plus box that you need. To get. It's kind of true. I mean, we got to hook it in the wall. And all. Well, have you not plugged the TV in yet? No. Well, so we've got a like, game room type thing upstairs, uh-huh. and right now it's full of baby stuff that oh, we okay. need to sort through. So We don't have a three-story house, but we have a house that's capable of becoming a three-story house. <laughs> we just haven't hooked that third story up yet. Exactly. <laughs> and by hooked up, I mean had built. Exactly. <laughs> well, if I know anything about the uh, speed at which you get things um, projects finished, hey, then now. maybe you'll be it watching totally it. totally depends on the day and the, the project. Well... I'm just saying, I, I'm hopeful that you have it done before the third season of Mandalorian is done, which is supposed to be out in about a year or two. Yeah. So, I think but, the end of this year. And well, I think I thought that was going to be the uh, the Boba Fett, and I think it's coming out like in the fall. Oh, okay, cool. So that'll be out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking forward to both. 
Yep. So, and hopefully, be look forward to talking to you about both ski. Mm-hmm. You guys look. have both said that Mandalorian is excellent. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, you know what I was thinking the other day, and this uh, topic brings it up a little bit. But you know, back when you and I were both working in the office, mm-hmm. we'd on a fairly regular basis, you know, a couple times a week, I, mm-hmm. we'd chat on the way home from work because we both had a decent drive home. Yeah. Um, and since that's not happening, this is basically our only. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, other than a, an odd text here and there, but yeah. only real communication. I feel mm-hmm. like I should start calling you after work a couple times mm-hmm. a week just because we don't hardly ever get to talk about, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of stuff other than on the podcast. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's interesting enough for the listener to make it like something. <laughs> oh, we need to we need to save that <laughs> save exactly. for the podcast. But um, it's interesting enough yeah. that I would like to talk to you about it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm around. Well, see, Ski normally hangs out, too, after the podcast for a while, so we get a chance to kind of BS about other stuff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But, but Brent, because of your, uh, I don't know, I think a combination of being worn out at the end of a week mm-hmm. as well as uh, just a cat dander and whatnot that's around. Well, I imagine mm-hmm. you got to get up kind of early with the kids, don't you? Yeah. yeah. See, got all that. I am not burdened by that currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Your time's coming, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I am well aware. I'm well aware. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'd be a good reason for you to hook up that Disney Plus so that <laughs> the grandchild exactly. will have something to watch. Some Muppet babies to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prop that was up. actually the the basis for buying that television. The Muppet babies. So what? Muppet babies. Well, not Muppet babies specifically, but like uh, the so our upstairs, uh, like it's called it's coined as a game room when we bought it. Mm-hmm. It's just a second living room essentially. Okay. But uh, when our daughter was really young. That was like her hangout spot. Mm-hmm. We had like kind of a smallish TV in there, but like yeah. all of her, you know, toys and stuff were hanging out yeah. there. And whenever her friends came over, that's where they play. Were hanging out like Toy Story. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only they didn't bother to go to sleep when people were around. Mm-hmm. They were up moving around the whole time. Yeah. It was creepy. That was totally a fantasy I had when I was a kid. Um, you know, well before Toy Story was ever a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had toys were real. Well, I, I didn't have it like as a delusion, but it was just yeah. like a yeah, like more of a fantasy yeah. type thing of like them coming to life or yeah. whatever. Go bots are hanging out when you're at school. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, and I was like, I wonder if they would battle or if they'd all be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but I don't know. And then, yeah. then like, goddamn Pixar. Why am I always cast as the villain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who who sets them up in these elaborate positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not the bad guy here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the turtles are hanging out in their uh, their realm, and they're like. He man, you come over here again. We're gonna mop the floor with you, mother effer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I think He Man could have definitely taken the turtles. He was I the most so. powerful man in the universe. I, just, so. I don't think so at all. Oh, you're totally wrong. I think he could take one turtle, probably two turtles, maybe even three turtles, but not four turtles. Oh, so that's where it gets ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what if him and Man at Arms were working together? Or Tila? Or She-Ra, even. Yeah, in fairness, you know, I had the whole, you know, Cringer could take out at least of, one of yeah. He-Man character, so yeah. he would have had plenty of backup. Well, not Cringer uh, so much as Battle Cat. Yeah. Cringer would just cringe and Yeah, fear. exactly. Yeah. yeah, Battle Cat would have been the, the one. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I mean, if He-Man and Battle Cat versus the four Ninja Turtles, then yeah, those two would win. Um, He-Man and Man at Arms against the Ninja Turtles... It could go either way. <laughs> He-Man and Mossman against the Ninja Turtles. Definitely Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, so you're saying that He-Man could beat three turtles, you think, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. But maybe not four. But you think Mossman doesn't even make up for that one extra turtle that he couldn't beat? <laughs> no, I think, I think one of the turtles the could liability. take out Mossman. Oh, okay. 
So it wouldn't even give enough of a distraction for He-Man to take out the other Correct. one of the other three turtles. Beating up Moss Man would just get him jacked. The so they'd be even more excited to beat the, up He-Man. The other three turtles could hold their own long enough for the fourth turtle to take out Moss Man. Oh, okay. Well, I know that Ski's favorite He-Man character was definitely Fisto. <laughs> but that's more as, as an I adult. Know, is that to do with like the action fist? Yeah, like a big iron fist. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't is there it, like a dude with a chopping hand too? Yeah, Jitsu. Was it? That? Is it oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't remember ethos. that was the name. What'd you say? Your whole ethos is based upon this too. <laughs> They're like, I'm an action hero. Damn it. <laughs> but anyways, so you can go ahead with that episode though. <laughs> about the turtles or about <laughs> Golden Girls? Maybe in the next podcast. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move cartoons on to of it. the '80s, uh, but that would actually be an awesome podcast. It'd be a fun one to do. I'm confident it exists, but uh, we'd be better. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do one on mask. On mask, mm-hmm. like cartoon mask, or you yeah. mean the the share movie? Or the, like they got the different uh, vehicles that could transform. Yeah, exactly. I was talking the mask with Jim Carrey, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the one with the vehicles, and they transform, and they have the volcano. They like there. a. A, a Camaro that sprouted like gull wings and yeah, flew. Yeah, exactly. Mobile Armor Strike Command. <laughs> wow. Command with a K? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd be totally down with doing a podcast, you know, like a nine-week mini-series uh, to uh, The Mask with Cher. Mm-hmm. But, or just Mask with <laughs> yeah. Cher. But I don't know about the cartoon. Yeah. I don't remember it well enough. It's a really good one. We have so many options available to us, and it, there's still a, probably a better chance... If I had to like stack up all the possible podcasts that we could do together or us not doing a podcast together, mm-hmm. I would say that us not doing one, at least for a while, is probably the one that's the most likely to win out two years from now. But <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Ski. When we make friends with Pikmi, he has his own podcast equipment. So Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I'm not saying I would bow out. I mean, I'm here at home. I don't mind it at all. But, you know, I think that... It probably depends on your employment situation at that point. Yeah. If if things haven't, uh, you know, mm-hmm. slowed down with the amount that's expected of you one yeah. way or another, yeah. then you're probably going to be ready for, for a break. Yeah. Um, Agreed. <laughs> but if they have, then perhaps you'll be ready to do two or three at a time. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see. I pray that COVID is nice and smoothed out oh, by that God point. God willing. Jesus, if it's not <laughs> two and a half years from now, then, yeah, I don't know. All right. So the last time we talked about anything <laughs> Golden Girls related, it was uh, – Baby is 29. Right. And uh, pigs usually live about 25 years. So then they say, yeah, yeah, he, he can die here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia is uh, sitting on the uh, lanai and uh, just kind of hanging out. She places a little bowl. Looks like it's got a little remainder of food in it. Uh, puts it on the ground. And then uh, Baby lumbers out. Sophia sees the pig and says, hi, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing on the uh, blindness. Uh, the pig starts to eat the remnants of the uh, stuff in the bowl uh, when the actual Dorothy enters from uh, the opposite direction and starts talking to her mother. Sophia asks how she's able to throw her voice, still thinking that the pig is her daughter, right. I guess eating out of this bowl she laid down. I'd get it if the pig was wearing four sweaters. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or was a bit taller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she realizes that her daughter is on the other side and turns around, and Dorothy tells her mom that you know she picked up her prescription and she'll finally have her uh, glasses again, be able to see. Uh, Sophia is unhappy with the choice in frames, however, uh, which they're all black. 
She says it makes her look like Buddy Holly. Uh, but apparently she wanted, quote, old lady Smokey Gray <laughs> was what she requested in the uh, frames. Yeah, those um, those definitely made me think of, you know, one of our good friends, Lance, when he was in uh, basic training in the Air Force. Oh, yeah. He had glasses very similar to that that he said they called birth control because no one would <laughs> want to have relations with you while you were wearing those glasses. I remember that, actually. So. But everybody wore those that they need glasses, right? Right, yeah. I believe that was the, the regulation pair. So then Rose comes out and tells him uh, that, oh, tells Baby to come back into the kitchen and eat his slop before she has to, quote, spank that little pink fanny. Sophia then starts to get up, uh, thinking that she's talking to her, and she continues to say that, oh, that's just how they call everyone for dinner at the home. Right. <laughs> pretty rough you know yeah yeah but it's also a little too familiar in a way like <laughs> i i wouldn't want the people at the home watching my parent to uh threaten them with violence but i also wouldn't want them to refer to their butt as their fanny um that sounds a little bit almost and, sexual and, yeah and it's actually a little bit racist because who not everyone's gonna have a pink fanny well that's true that's, yeah <laughs> dorothy though asks rose why baby isn't uh, staying in the outdoor pen as they discussed rose tells her that you know baby didn't care for it and she's much too much of a free spirit to be cooped up, which kind of is the same thing, yeah. Right. No one keeps Baby in the corner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, she tells her that uh, Baby reminds her of Jimmy Dean, which mm -hmm. I thought was odd because she, Dorothy asked, the actor or the sausage? Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard James Dean called Jimmy Dean. Ah, uh, no. Is, but it, is there another Jimmy yeah. Dean? Okay. Yeah, James Dean and Jimmy Dean are two different people. All right. I so. thought for sure she was talking about James Dean, but no, I was like, maybe no. there's someone else. No, Jimmy I didn't Dean. bother looking it up. No, nah, he was an actor who then became a sausage magnet. It's the same guy? James Dean is... No, 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 no. I mean, but a Jimmy Dean yes. is the same guy, like actor and Correct. the sausage. Yes, but okay. neither are James Dean. Yep. Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah, my dad's a big Jimmy Dean fan. What, would we know him from anything? No. Oh, okay. Was he a singer or anything, too? Or? Yeah, he, he did a bit of I singing thought he did. as well. Yeah. I thought the sausage guy did singing, but yeah. I didn't know he was an actor as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Now, if you were choosing, would you be uh, getting some Jimmy Dean, or would you pick up a pound or two of Tennessee Pride? Um, I think I'd generally go with Tennessee Pride hmm. over Jimmy Dean. So Yeah, I'm trying to think. I probably would tend towards Jimmy Dean, but yeah. um, I don't know. It's just because probably brand recognition i, I, I yeah. like their packaging better maybe i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> <Jimmy Dean's> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you like that the j is I, shaped like a boot mm -hmm. and, yeah i always like tennessee pride and i guess jimmy dean as well probably but like they've got like the um the breakfast sausage like the chubs or mm -hmm. whatever but then they also have like italian sausage and it looks the exact same except it's kind of green sometimes yeah and i'm always afraid i'm gonna get the wrong kind for what i need it for uh -oh. you know but like if you get the breakfast sausage for an italian meal then it's not that bad but if you get like the italian sausage for a breakfast meal it just throws off your day yeah uh, well I, i'm not the type who you know bust out the sausage every morning to uh... <laughs> not every morning but on occasion you know or you know for breakfast for dinner or something like that oh okay well, well at least then if you're doing it that way if you have the wrong um, <laughs> the wrong type of sausage and you yeah. don't have that much of a day to throw off yeah so uh, rose then goes on a smiling monologue talk about how sweet it has been to have baby in uh, the house and around mm -hmm. i think she even talks about how you know pig was kind of sleeping at the foot of her bed mm -hmm. uh, dorothy agrees that you know her story is lovely but asks you know how long she thinks it'll be before the pig is dead right <laughs> rose smile kind of drops into a frown she asks if baby has done anything wrong 
Dorothy assures her that no, nothing is wrong, uh, with the possible exception that his burp uh, smells like four burning tires. Right. Yeah, I don't know how you would differentiate between one burning tire and four burning tires. Maybe it's just a stronger, like it's burning tires, but it's a real strong burning tire (laughs) smell. I thought that was a pretty great line. Yeah, yeah, it was a solid line. Uh, Just then Blanche comes in holding up a uh, torn blue nightgown. Uh, She is very upset because, you know, she says, um, you know, the the pig obviously did it. Uh, She worries that, you know, he ruins clothes, stinks up the home, and uh, apparently likes watching her shower. Mm Mm-hmm. Just so, like Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia says, you know, he's a pig. There's no accounting for taste. Yeah. Uh, upset to hear all of this, Rose apologizes, you know, saying she didn't realize he was such a burden and that uh, she will uh, call her relatives to see if anyone's willing to take baby. Uh, Dorothy reminds Blanche kind of, you know, kind of hushed tones that they'd be missing out on that money if uh, it goes back to the farm. Uh, they then call Rose back in and say that you know he doesn't need to. She doesn't need to call anyone, and the pig can stay. Uh, Rose excitedly heads back in to tell Baby the good news, which I don't know that the pig would realize that you know it was going anywhere anyway, right. or be excited about the fact that it's yeah. staying. It right, that close to the chopping block. <laughs> <laughs> so she yells back while she's walking in that she won't be home early the next day and asks if anyone of the girls is willing to feed Baby. Dorothy and Blanche kind of convince Sophia, kind of look at each other and look back at Sophia and convince her that uh, if they cut her in on the cash, she, she'll she do it. Yeah. Now, Which I'm shocked that she's not already in yeah, the fold for this. There's definitely a few th- things to unpack about that. Number one, the fact that she wasn't involved with it when she also mm-hmm. would be, you know, in the household. Um, they do oftentimes kind of exclude her from different things. Yeah. Um, which is a little unfair. So that was an odd thing, too. But then if she wasn't in it to begin with, you're really going to give up $8,000 a person <laughs> so that she would feed the pig? Like, yeah. I think I'd be willing to do the feeding before I'd give yeah. up, you know, $8,000 in order for someone else to do it. Yeah, the only real ex- uh, reason I could see for Dorothy wanting to exclude Sophia from stuff, like monetarily speaking, is if she wants to control her spending. So she, if she's afraid, she'll use it unwisely. Well, either that or per- there is also the possibility that Sophia may not pay to live there you know it could be something where dorothy mm-hmm. you know, maybe blanche is generous and only charges them a, a third allowance each allowance of sorts maybe yeah that maybe they yeah. split it three ways and yeah like you said maybe she gives uh mm-hmm. sophia a little bit of money each month to cover yeah. whatever um i could see it going 40 30 30 you know well no because i mean she gets her own bedroom though so i think she should have to pay full price it's not like she's bunking up with dorothy well yeah yeah i'm not saying that it's it would necessarily be a fair arrangement, yeah. but it could just be somewhere. It's like, oh, here, you're in this bad situation where your mom needs a place to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she can stay here and for free. Yeah. Um, but perhaps not. You know, perhaps it is a 25% each way mm-hmm. yeah. kind of a situation. And she would assumably have Social Security or something of that mm-hmm. nature to, yeah. you know, contribute towards the, the household expenses. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to cut Sophia in on the uh, share. Sophia agrees and Rose kind of hollers back to the girls. Yeah, baby, baby had just collapsed. Mm-hmm. They all rush in, and Sophia comments to herself as she's going in, 25 grand in 10 seconds. Now I know how Johnny Carson feels. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, Johnny Carson, probably the biggest celebrity at the time. I bet you're right. I looked it up. I guess when he passed into the next world, his total value was like $300 million. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. So back then, I mean, that was huge. Yeah, I mean, that'd probably be how long ago did he die? Like it was in the nineties, I, I think. I don't remember when he died. Oh, uh, it's probably like two thousand eight or so. Two thousand eight, that far in? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, well, then it probably wouldn't be that big of a difference than it is today. Still lived a pretty decent life. Yeah, I mean, three hundred million <laughs> in two thousand eight, maybe like four hundred million in yeah. today's dollars. Yeah. So, I do think that Johnny Carson was the last thing that all of America agreed upon. Probably. I mean. You know, at least the vast majority mm-hmm. of America. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's probably some other things that fall into that, but there's probably not that many things that enough people know about. Yeah. Um, that's probably the, the cutoff thing. I mean, I would probably say 75% of America, like Johnny Carson, maybe mm-hmm. as high as 80%. Yeah. I can't think of anything higher than like 55% currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that I think we're in a little bit of an aberration of time, <laughs> I hope. Um, I would say that during most times, there's probably something going around that at least you get a good 70 percent out but mm-hmm. but maybe not up to that johnny carson level yeah so anyways people really like that glee show <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry i just watched an episode of the office where they were watching an episode of glee and oh, i had yeah. to explain why, kids, why that was <laughs> a exactly. thing back then they're at fourth regionals or something. yeah <laughs> that's like, very meta yeah so we're on a podcast talking about the golden girls and you bring up an episode of The Office, which was watching Glee. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's all Inception. So. That's right. <laughs> so 2005 was when Johnny Carson died. So yeah, you're, you're pretty close. Yeah, cool. very close. Well, we changed scene again. Yeah. Uh, the girls, <laughs> do you have something? No. <laughs> have they mentioned Sizzling yet, though? I don't think so. No, yeah, no. I don't think we're, so. We're getting close to that, though. Okay. Yeah, I actually haven't written that down, so okay. I'll, I'll cue you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, the girls are in the kitchen, and Rose is uh, lamenting how you know, full of life baby was at the beginning of the day and you know, how he now looks so ill. Blanche reminds her that uh, baby is quite old, though, and that you know, once an animal lives past a certain age, you know, they may be passing at any time. Mm-hmm. Got a fresh enough date. Right. Yeah. Sophia loudly requests to uh, Blanche, though, that she not look at her while saying that. <laughs> Uh, Rose asks them if they know, you know, where the thermometer is and that she's going to go take baby's temperature, but then admits to him that she doesn't really know what a good reading would be if she was to take temperature. Sophia calmly states, I know a ham turns out nicely at 325. Yeah, yeah that was maybe my favorite line of the episode. That was, that was my favorite line for me. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Uh, Rose scowls and Sophia kind of backpedals, realizing she crossed the line there, apologizing for her insensitivity. Uh, Rose exits, and the girls discuss what uh, they're going to do with their portion of the uh, money when the pig dies. Uh, Dorothy claims that uh, she hasn't given it a whole lot of thought, but Sophia kind of calls her out, saying that she'd seen some stock pamphlets uh, found uh, in her purse while she was swiping a $20 bill. All right. <laughs> Blanche starts talking about how you know she's not even going to save her portion. Mm-hmm. Now that it's uh, funny money, or fun money, she says. Yeah, fun money. I said, this is found money. This is fun money. And then she goes into her little <laughs> you know, list of different. Did you, did you write it down? No, just, oh. those, just those that opening part of it. But. Yeah, she lists off some uh, sexy but irresponsible ways to spend it. Uh, Dorothy then sadly says, even your money has more fun than I do. It made me think, though. So if, if you guys came into... So they're having twenty five grand is what they're anticipating at this point. If you were getting twenty five grand and you could not use it for anything specifically responsible, mm-hmm. and by responsible I mean like you couldn't invest it, you couldn't mm-hmm. pay off bills, yeah. you couldn't just put it in savings. 
Um, do you have an idea of what you would spend if you if I was like, here's twenty five grand, you have to spend it on something. What would you spend it on? You can't give it to charity. Can't can't be, can't be anything like really, you know. Uh, response, we said, right? I mean, it depends on your definition of responsible. Like, if you were like, oh, I would buy a new vehicle. Like, that's that's responsible, but it's also fun. It's something you don't need right now, mm-hmm. so I'd be okay with that. I think you could qualify that as not being responsible. <laughs> I might buy a project car to work on. Oh, okay. So, like a like an old car that you would fix up type yeah, of thing? Yeah, probably. Okay. Oldish, maybe. So, what about you, Brent? I can tell by your laughing. I don't think whatever you're <laughs> going to say is genuine, but I'm still curious to hear your answer. I would go on. <laughs> now I'm invested. I want to find out what this is. I just think I'd go on Cameo and just have every celebrity on there just call my enemy. <laughs> so, so, do you have one specific enemy in mind? <laughs> just, just, you know, 1,000 phone calls. Like, is Brian from the office? You suck. Hey, this is. <laughs> I got to ask what Cameo is now because I've never heard of that. Oh, it's a great site where you can pay celebrities to. Now, they don't call the person, I don't think they, they record a message yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, um, or, so, or for yourself or so whoever. You give William Hung $25 and he records a video <laughs> saying, hey, happy birthday or will you marry so-and-so or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I looked through a handful of them. Some of them, like there's some people that charge like 250 bucks or more. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. do the celebrities have to advertise on there like they're willing to do a service or do you? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, there, I'm like, sure there's got to be a list of celebrities on yeah. there that are willing to and work the pricing right? is so odd like some of them i think are really underpriced and others are way overpriced yeah yeah like shooter mcgavin and i think as shooter mcgavin will call for 250 bucks mm-hmm. whereas every other people who are you know like a pretty good legitimate celebrity mm-hmm. who is like 40 bucks or yeah like now granted I, like billy west i think was like he does a lot of voices for very popular mm-hmm. characters and you know, he'd do a message for like 40 or 50 bucks. Uh-huh. And I was like, now granted, I mean, he's not a super well-known name. Yeah. But, It'd be um, a, a well-known voice though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, certainly. Like you could mm-hmm. have him do a voice of Zoidberg or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's definitely some interesting ones on there. I know that uh, Kevin from The Office is mm-hmm. one of the people, but his Kevin. was a, a relatively high one. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he was the, the highest paid order on Cameo last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So he had that many people who yeah paid the $100 to him or whatever. So. Yeah, I don't know. If anybody wants to pay us money to send him a message, uh, by all means, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want <laughs> us to say. I think we would definitely be in like the seven dollar tier at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. seven dollars plus a five star review, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or just a five star review. <laughs> so two bucks maybe. Yeah, something like that. Well, maybe three, so we can split it. Yeah, evenly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they probably take a percentage cameo, so we needed to round up to whatever you know. Yeah. They're. 15 or 20 percent or whatever they take yeah. somebody wants to paypal me seven dollars <laughs> i'll send a text to your enemy <laughs> yeah. yeah anyways i don't know if i had a twenty-five thousand dollars that i had to spend on on non-essential <laughs> things <laughs> um, i know i'd get a simpsons pinball machine because that's something that i wanted for a while maybe a fun vacation though That'd yeah and, and i'd say the rest probably go towards some sort of a maybe it, uh, I would like to go to the Pacific Northwest. I haven't been there yet. So, you know, like a Portland-Seattle um, combo. Yeah. And that could be a pretty, I mean, that much money. You could have a pretty. $25. Uh, I'm quitting my job. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're really underpaid, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but we'll go ahead and back into the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, Dorothy Lament said uh, even that description 
of uh, how Blanche was going to spend her money seemed more fun than anything she came up with. All right. Uh, Sophia, we changed the scene. Sophia, Dorothy, and Blanche enter the house with handfuls of bags discussing that you know, they just spent a good deal of money that they don't actually have yet. Sophia assures them that you know when she last checked the baby, she was not far from death's door. Mm-hmm. Brent? I don't think Brent wrote down the, uh, the line. That's where she says... She was sizzling or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I looked on a baby this morning, he was about half hour away from sizzling. sizzling. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line. <laughs> was is that, that your favorite? Was that near number one? Uh, no, it's probably number three. Oh, okay. So, I just like... Have we already said your favorite line yet? Or? No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, we're getting close. Um, do you know what sizzling is? Uh, yeah, wasn't it like a bacon... Or wasn't a substitute, was it? Or was yeah. it, it was a bacon substitute? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's also like a... Like a slang term for like ball cops or whatever. Oh, okay. Because they're not real pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that, but I like it. I mean, I remember the uh, the tagline for it. It's like, it's not bacon. It's tasty sizzling. Exactly. <laughs> so, it was supposed to be a healthier version, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it wasn't like totally fake bacon. I think it was like 50% pig and then 50% like oats or something oh, okay. to, to pad it out. <laughs> so it had like the essence of animal in it. I was going to ask what it was. I didn't know if it was maybe like thin yeah. sliced turkey or something. Cause no, no. It was I, I know that you were talking about uh, sausage earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had ground turkey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like ground beef. I yeah. mean, there's certain things that I've had it in. Uh, for a while, me and yeah. Nikki got it, and we use it in Hamburger Helper. Yeah, there's almost no telling the difference yeah. between them. So. That's we almost we rarely buy ground beef. It's usually ground turkey. Yeah. Um, so. This is the time you go to get it because of all the Thanksgiving turkeys have oh, all yeah. been ground up and everything. Oh really? So you can find it on sale. Yeah. Well, I've been having some issues with finding ground turkey at Walmart recently. Oh really? Yeah. Which has been irritating. Cause well, there probably haven't been as many big. Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So. Well, you would think that would lead to more turkeys being available. Yeah. Because they would have been getting... kill them. <laughs> Maybe we have an overpopulation problem now of turkeys. Maybe. Let them live another year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of presidential pardons there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I think that they just may be uh, having a slight supply issue at the one that I typically go to. Well, and then Maybe. I know there's definitely issues right now with shipping and, and receiving oh, stuff sure. across yeah. the country. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so all that aside, sizzling, uh, Rose and a man from the back room mm-hmm. exit uh, the bedroom area and uh, come into the living room, and Blanche kind of playfully talks about Rose being caught red-handed uh, midday with a gentleman collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose explains, though, that no, he's not a gentleman collar. He's a veterinarian, and he is there to check on the pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ask him how baby is doing, and he tells them that he's not very well. Uh, he explains that. Uh, so, so you skipped over my favorite line of the whole episode. Oh no, go for it! <laughs> um, they're like, one of them said, um, "What's up with baby Doc?" And Sophia says, "I heard he was exiled." <laughs> yeah, I, could, I wasn't sure what that was a reference to, though. <laughs> um, he was a Haitian dictator. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, from like seventy-one to eighty-six. So his father, uh, Papa Doc, okay. was dictator until seventy-one, and then he died. And then Baby Doc became the the dictator, or whatever. Uh-huh. And then in nineteen eighty-six, he finally got run out of the country. Mm. Uh, he he fled to Paris. That is an excellent uh, an excellent <laughs> reference there. It really was <laughs> so funny. That's a deep I'm really cut glad. Too, I'm really glad you expanded on that because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even caught that during the yeah. thing. So. You said baby doc earlier. Yeah, I thought. I I guess I just 
didn't mm-hmm. catch what you're saying yeah. then either. So yeah. Jean Claude Duvalier was <laughs> his real name, mm-hmm. but he went by Baby Doc. <laughs> At first, I think maybe what I thought is that you were talking about Baby's doctor, the veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was a joke. Somebody was like, "What's up with Baby?" Comma Doc. Doc. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get and that now. Sophia but... was like, "I heard he was exiled." <laughs> See, it's what you're saying. Brent's mm-hmm. got a lot of knowledge. I told you, yeah. Catching the the, all the low-hanging fruit that we just completely missed. Yeah. Well, I don't even think that was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> that, that was fucking fruit from the top of the tree. Brent had to climb that tree. <laughs> exactly. So. And he'd be brought that fruit down to us. So that exactly. we could en- right? Enjoy Prepared it. it on a plate and yeah, said, exactly. this is fruit, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is the type of fruit. It's exactly. not dangerous. <laughs> Eat it. Shimmying up the tree to shake them peaches down for <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> and we're still looking at it like... Yeah, we're just looking up in the sky and getting pelted in the face by Brent's peaches. <laughs> but yeah, I said the uh, the veterinarian expanded, telling him that you know pig is you know not doing well, and uh, that there's actually not anything physically wrong with him, but uh, that uh, he's having a hard time adjusting to the new environment, as you know many animals do. Well, um, if you just spend 28 years in the same location and then you move someplace else. It's going to be rough. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. especially the climate more than anything yeah, else, yeah. I would think. And you think the age of yeah, the pig yeah. alone would be harsh on it. Well, you would think, yeah, the process of just being transported from Minnesota to uh, down to Miami would be pretty difficult for a 29-year-old pig. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they talk later about uh, a flight. Mm-hmm. I would never think you would fly a pig. Well, I, I mean, it would have to be in cargo. But or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, challenging, but I still thought it was kind of bullshit <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the fact that he's like, yeah, there's nothing physically wrong with him. Like, oh, it's like Padme Amidala. <laughs> he's dying of a broken heart. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. Well, I, I actually I, bought into it more because I remember, like, remember uh, you guys had uh, Andy who mm-hmm. kind of went crazy when you guys moved into a new house? No, he was always a crappy cat. Oh, okay. I thought you I mean, said we, to us that he had Oh, no, like he like, peed on the carpet crazy. up in the... <laughs> No, he, he didn't get it. He just got older and cared less. Um, okay. So. I thought he went, like, I thought you guys had him on Prozac or something. And he'd gone crazy oh, after the move. No, before the move ever happened, he did seem anxious to where Sherry had given him some, uh, an anti-anxiety uh, type medicine, a little, gotcha. a very small dose, because he was licking, like, his fur off the back end of I remember of that. That's, so, that's kind of what I was getting That was before we even moved. Gotcha. So, but, uh, yeah, no, he, he was a very sweet cat, but... <laughs> We had made the decision that he wasn't going to move to the new house with us anyway because he was quite old and poorly behaved. See, my, the premise of my belief in this thing mm-hmm. was totally predicated on that. Oh, really? <laughs> so it was BS, too. <laughs> yeah. So I have real-world knowledge of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> which was false. Mm. Uh, your thing, though, you said before, the whole cat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you repeat that? What, you just mean about the cat in general? Before that, what you said. Uh, I don't remember what I said now. <laughs> Do you need me to stop the recording oh. so I can go back and listen? <laughs> it was Padme. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what he's saying is that she, the pig died of a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see um, the latest theory that's out there about that? Uh-uh. Padme, yeah, she died of a broken heart, but not really. Uh, basically, her and Anakin were forced dyads. Okay. Um. And so just like Ray and Kylo or whatever, mm-hmm. because as she's, you know, given birth and then, you know, dying of her broken heart, Anakin, you know, he's suffering on the operating table. And, and he mentions later, he's like, you know, she can't be dead. I felt her. But basically, like, he sucked out her 
life. Oh, okay. And that's how he was able to live because he inadvertently killed her. So she gave life to two twins and a Vader? Yes. Yes, exactly. Horrible triplets. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would say you're horrible well, triplets. Yeah, I mean, no. I am your father and also. <laughs> and also your brother. Yeah. <laughs> that does become a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but listen, I don't want to judge other people's sense of family. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That her and Anakin were forced to add, so whatever. They definitely did not explain that well in the movie, though. They did not. And yeah. again, it's just some fan theory, so who knows sure, how much yeah. to give it. Yeah, well, I mean, but, it's probably something, too, that's based. It's a fan theory that only makes sense now because there's been other movies exactly. that have had something that would, you know, be it's able to be correlate. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of retrofitting it. Exactly. So. But when I was reading about that one, I saw a thing in the comments where somebody was talking about, you know, basically for, you know, not the full nine months mm-hmm. or whatever, but for, you know, towards the end or whatever, uh, Padme would have had the highest midi-chlorine count of anyone because she would have had two Skywalkers in her. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that would have been quite... She could have been flying through space and everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So where's her uh, Force ghost? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sure she's around. She's uh, transcended, maybe. It could be, yeah. She's, she's beyond that. Yeah, whatever the next level is. <laughs> like, once you... Theta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But go ahead, Ski. Where are we at? Oh, we started off with a little, you know, Matthew 7, 6, and end up with some Scientology. <laughs> right. <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> well, they boil it down from what the, the vet is saying to pretty much like you guys have already specifically said. Forced diet. That, uh, <laughs> forced diet, yes. <laughs> uh, baby is essentially homesick and misses the farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the vet recommends. <laughs> Baby knew it's time was coming, so it sucked out Uncle Ginkle Hopper's yeah. life. <laughs> so basically, that old man could have lived a lot more years if Baby hadn't have taken his life from him. Exactly. Yeah, so God only knows how yeah, many it's, years it's, the wife got. It's four years alone. past its uh, expected life ex- or life expectancy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And, and our pig years, something like uh, human years. Not sure. Because so I mean, twenty nine is the expected life, or twenty five rather is the life yeah. expectancy, and we'll say humans mm-hmm. back in the eighties. What do you think? It's pretty close. Seventies maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seventies like yeah. or eighties. So I mean, you him that down. I bet it's close to like dog years, like seven or six years to I would one. I'd say three to one. Three to one. You think? Based upon that map. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I guess yeah. it's closer. Yeah, it'd be between three and four to one. Yeah, depending on. So twenty five is the actual. Well, no, yeah, oh. three. Yeah, three would be pretty much right on. I'd yeah. say, yeah, maybe three point one to one or something like so, that. So, so by that math, uh, the extra four years that the uh, pig has already lived beyond would essentially be fifteen, right? Well, twelve. I thought you said three, four times. Sorry, <laughs> my math is good. Four times three. Yeah. Still though, yeah. So, so basically, you know, that uncle could have gotten twelve just, more years out of life, but wouldn't just, have been for just that. Just crop pig. that out. Yeah. That sounds stupid. <laughs> Oh, if you're cropping out stuff, mm-hmm. later I want to say moon's over my hammy. Oh. <laughs> so feel free to crop that out. Uh, all right. You've already said it now. I don't know if I consider They'll it, know. I don't know if I consider it cropping on in the editing of audio, but <laughs> I guess I'm not sure this very specific definition of cropping. <laughs> I mean that that if I go with that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm editing this uh, this essay that I wrote, so I'm going to crop out this sentence <laughs> and crop out that one. I don't know if it fits, but yeah. I'll have to look into it. 
Well, anyway, the the vet recommends getting the pig back to the farm, saying that you know he thinks it'll uh, likely be a lot better off. Uh, Rose sadly admits that you know, well, now they have no other choice than to get baby back to the farm uh, with some of her other relatives. Uh, the girls, you know, all argue that the the vet may be wrong, and that uh, the plane trip alone may kill him, even though the plane trip there did not. Uh, or however they transported it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thanks them all for you know caring so much, saying that they are the best friends she's ever had, and then tells them that that pig in there is lucky to have them too. Yeah. Uh, she goes back to check on baby, and the girls you know at this point feel miserable because she was so gushing with the uh, praise and thanks, uh, knowing that uh, they are only being motivated at this point by personal interests. Sophia cuts through the uh, sullen mood though, saying, "Let's go shopping." Right. And they all get up and rush towards the door, which if you back up, you remember that at the beginning of this scene, they all walk in with bags of full, bag, handfuls mm-hmm. of bags anyway mm-hmm. from shopping earlier. Yeah. So uh, change scene. Uh, ne- just to go back to reveal my ignorance again. Um, so, yeah, so cropping would just be to cut something short. So, yeah, anything could be cropped. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't think about that. I like a crop top and things like that. Yeah. 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 So I guess I was just in my head. I got stuck in the idea of cropping photos because um, that's, that's what I would most typically use the term for, but uh, definitely, definitely use like that a lot mm-hmm. nowadays, especially with phones. You yeah, crop your photos and such. Yep, anything could be cropped, so including podcast plants. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Pod, pod. Nipping buds. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're crops. Mm, well, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's homonyms. Yeah, <laughs> I saw where you're going with it, but. And Brent did as well. He just exactly. <laughs> was that in his own. Homonyms. Because I was getting ready to call you a homonym. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be cropped. That's what I should. <laughs> anyway, uh, we changed scenes. Like I said, Dorothy is now sitting at the table drinking uh, probably coffee. And Blanche enters. Uh, Blanche says that uh, they've been foolish with how they've been spending uh, their money uh, that they still don't have. Uh, Dorothy is in complete agreement. However, after a bit of back and forth between the two of them, we learn that Dorothy feels bad that they have spent anything at all. And uh, Blanche, meanwhile, is uh, actually saying that uh, she simply wants them to pool their money and buy a large uh, single item, mm-hmm. like a large purchase. We then hear a car honking in the background. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy go up, get up uh, from the kitchen to the uh, back window and they uh, see a light blue Mercedes, which we actually don't see off screen right now. Right. Uh, Dorothy abruptly ends uh, Blanche's happy dance, which she's super excited to have this car, uh, by pointing out that they you know, had lied to their friend and jeopardized the life of an animal just for a few, for quote, a fast buck. Yeah, that's pretty damn presumptuous, though, that she would think like, oh, these other people would probably be completely willing to give up this large chunk of money that they'd be getting yeah. so that I could, so that we could share <laughs> this fancy vehicle, which would also take it a significant insurance expense and things yeah. like that. Long-term so, care, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. That was a, I, I guess if maybe they were already using like a car together, it might make sense. Yeah, that'd be the only way, or but I think it problems, would make more sense to get three sensible cars that so they could each have a vehicle if that's yeah. what the situation was. So I don't know. It's it's Mercedes though, Alan. That's true. It's Mercedes. <laughs> yep. uh, Dorothy insists that they have to admit the truth to Rose, but uh, Blanche jumps in front of her and blocks the door, saying she won't have it, uh, saying that she really wants this car, uh, even to the point where she offers Dorothy one of her sons. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she says, you know, she's had four kids, but never a Mercedes. Right. Uh, she does, however, suggest that she not choose Skippy as he has asthma. Yeah, the three sons' names are Biff, Doug, and Skippy, which... Um, Very white. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly, but I don't also... Know if they're all Southern either, but... Yeah, I, I look at Biff, at least back then, as being almost a preppy-type name, but the yeah. only Biff, of course, that I associate is <laughs> from Back to the Future. Biff Tannen. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that, w- that was a pretty good line, though, especially the don't take Skippy, he's got asthma. <laughs> um, Seems like that's, that's the one she'd want to unload. Down. I know, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it should buyer beware, you mm-hmm. know. Exactly. It's <laughs> so. no lemon law when it comes to selling people. Yeah. <laughs> a good southerner knows that. <laughs> right. I, I wondered while I was watching this, what exactly is she planning to, or, that, or is she assuming that Dorothy would do with one of her sons? Yeah. Make a man out of him. <laughs> five, five times. Yeah, but then you wouldn't want that person to be your child because then Dorothy could make a man out of him. So I think even if they're of age, I think it's still incest. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that, you know, if, if Dorothy's going to take over motherhood of this child, I think it would still be incest even, even though the kid's oh, over gotcha. 18. So. Well, highly upset by this line of uh, discussion, uh, Dorothy kind of pushes past Blanche and goes into the back to talk to Rose. Uh, back in the bedroom, Rose is looking through her old photo album again, uh, sitting next to Baby, who is laying and covered in the bed next to her. Uh, she hands the book to Dorothy, suggesting the uh, baby looked so impressive when he was younger. Dorothy subtly but sarcastically agrees that you know anyone would look amazing while eating dinner and defecating simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she passes the book over to Blanche, who opts not to look too closly. <laughs> well, I'm a busy man, so that's normally how I like to do it nowadays. You in know, and I, out at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I eat my dinner on the toilet so that I can save time, you know, and I have my body processed, you know, to where it's like I'm getting rid of the old while I'm picking the new. You know, mm-hmm. it's just something that highly successful people like me do. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've upped it even one more. I, I'd wear male diapers, uh, adult diapers. Male rather. diapers as opposed to <laughs> lady diapers. I don't wear those womanly diapers, yeah. Because you're a man, god damn it. The, the camo. The front instead yeah. of the center. <laughs> yeah. They got He-Man on them. <laughs> right. So she passes over to Blanche, who, you know, I said doesn't look at it very closely, but uh, Dorothy then... Uh, yeah, admits to Rose openly that she did not have baby's best interest at heart when she said that he shouldn't go back to the farm and that she wanted the money uh, that came with the having baby around until he passed. Meanwhile, Blanche falsely acts appalled by this news, pretending that her own motives were pure. Dorothy, I am shocked, she says. Rose agrees. Well, so am I. I can't believe you lied to me. Blanche keeps up uh, the belief that baby is only ill due to his advanced age saying that it is unlikely that he really misses his home. And then while she's kind of holding the photo album up, Baby squeals out, and Blanche begins to uh, believe that maybe Baby baby does miss, the, miss his home, miss right. the farm. The girls apologize to her for being so greedy and ask her to forgive them. Uh, with a bit of a sullen look on her face, she tells them that you know maybe she can forgive them, but she can't really speak for Baby. Right. Uh, Dorothy asks, that, is there anything they can do to kind of, quote, smooth things over? And Rose tells them that, you know, kiss on the nose might help. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all turn and look back at uh, the pig. And then Blanche and Dorothy uh, Unison turn around and give Rose a little kiss on the nose. Right. Yeah, that seems to get everything smoothed back over and everyone mm-hmm. on the right foot again. They all kind of laugh. And Rose, you know, says, you know, they hug each other. Rose says she can't stay mad at them. All right, then Sophia enters the bedroom and asks, you know, what's going on? Probably having heard some of the commotion. 
Dorothy tells her that, you know, baby is going home. Sophia, assuming this means that the poor pig has passed on at this point, uh, Dorothy corrects her, though, and tells her that, no, 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 they'll be sending him back to the farm and ultimately giving up the money. Right. Sophia praises the situation quite succinctly, saying, you know, basically, we lived with a filthy animal, bought a whole bunch of stuff on credit, <laughs> and now they'll be giving up 100000 because a pig is homesick? Uh, the girls agree. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. And uh, Sophia retorts, quote, sometimes life really bites the big one. Yeah, she's right about that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And then she exits. Uh, we changed scene one last time. We see Blanche and Dorothy uh, enter the kitchen where Sophia is already sitting at the table. Her daughter comments that she finally got her new glasses in. Uh, she says, yeah. And I also got a pair of uh, dark sunglasses to beg for change on the corner. Right. <laughs> Dorothy comments that they need to move on from the idea of having that money. Uh, everyone's still kind of a little edgy for that. She points out that they've got a lot of things going good for them. Their beautiful home. They have health, each other. And uh, when they ha- thought they had the money, they would uh, they had made some pretty crazy poor choices. Uh, finally, she says that she's glad it's gone. Uh, at that point, Rose enters saying that she has received a letter from her cousin who you know, took baby on. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite her speech about being better off, Dorothy yelps out, please let there be cash in it. I can't stay in, stand being poor another day. <laughs> yeah, the thing that's odd, though, is it's like 25 grand. Yeah, it's a, a good amount of money for <laughs> sure. But that is not the, uh, you know, what's going to take you from being Well, they live in Miami. To, yeah. That is a high <laughs> cost of living area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would stop you from feeling poor for a short while, but it wouldn't stop you, you from you feeling poor. You could buy a for, boat, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Or a nice Mercedes. Yeah. If you just pulled your money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, a boat probably be even more expensive, wouldn't it? There's nothing that rich people like doing more than sharing a car. <laughs> <laughs> and she cl- she kind of calms herself down, though, and Rose reads the card. And it basically details that the pig lived an additional 36 hours after finally arriving back home. Mm-hmm. Rose laments the death of baby, and the girls realize that if they had waited just a short time longer, they would have had all that money. Yeah. Uh, just then, a tow truck arrives to cart off the Mercedes, because obviously not going to keep it. Uh, Dorothy sadly uh, comments that she never even had a chance to ride in it. Uh, we then see an odd, odd shot. We see the front view of uh, the luxury vehicle. And the girls commenting on uh, how smooth the ride is and how silent the engine is. Mm-hmm. The the windows are kind of dark, so we don't actually see them in there. I'm guessing they're not actually in there. Yeah, probably not. No, but uh, then the uh, camera kind of pans backwards to show that the car is actually still being towed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a neighbor of theirs is uh, at the road watching the car get carted away. And Sophia comments that, you know, she's just envious, saying, Eat your heart out, fine bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was odd that, they, I mean, I would assume that if the company is sending somebody to take it back via yeah, tow they, truck. they don't let you ride in it while well, you yeah, tow it. Well, yeah, that's for sure. But also, I mean, Liability. basically their car got repoed, so yeah. they just let it, like, you know, <laughs> lapse as far as yeah. the payments go. Because, I mean, I would assume that normally. You just drive it back, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be the yo, expectation. We is can't that you, pay. Yeah. Here's the car back. Yeah. Yeah. But, like drive it back and then take a cab home as opposed to riding in it back yeah. and then taking a cab home. Right, yeah. And we know but, that they're no uh they're not shy at all about taking cabs in yeah. Miami. <laughs> so yeah. heck Sophia took one that morning. Yeah. Or, or early in the episode, right? Right. So was this the same Gladys Feinbaum that uh Sophia wanted uh Owl to give her regards to? Maybe. Could be. Yeah, but anyways. So we only had a uh, two 
guest actors in this episode. It was very well. I'm not counting the pig, but I guess three if you want to count the pig. Uh, <laughs> Do we know the pig's actual name? MVP of the episode. <laughs> so the, the two that were in there, Chester T. Rainey was played by uh, yeah. Uh, Parley Bear. <laughs> exactly. Now, Parley Bear, he has uh, an extensive uh-huh. um, extensive list of credits, 295 uh, various shows that he's been a part of. Um, it says that uh, seven episodes on Dukes of Hazard as a Doc Appleby. Mm-hmm. One thing was always, he'd been in nine episodes of Bewitched, all his different characters. Mm. Wow. Uh, 65 episodes of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. How many? Uh, 65. That's quite a few. And I believe that show is like a... I don't know, a sketch-type show, because uh, yeah, I think all of his characters <laughs> in that were different as well. Um, seven episodes of The Andy Griffith Show as uh, Mayor Roy Stoner. Anyways, then I think probably his most famous uh, credit is Star Trek Voyager 1996. He played Old Man Number 1. Nice. So, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then our other guest actor was the veterinarian, uh, Tom McGreevy. Uh, 27 credits for him, but nothing of you know significant <laughs> note. So, And then, of course, the pig as yeah. well. Did the pig have a that you know of have a a non stage name or whatever? Um, d- um. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> I actually on. looked it up, but I didn't like extensively look it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of looked, looked on IMDb to see if it because sometimes yeah they put like, pigs there for animals yeah. right yeah especially if it's got other acting credits. Well, yeah, I think there was a dog in an episode a few back that they gave a credit to, but yeah. or at least he he was on IMDb. So, Brent, uh, I guess you've already stated your MVP for this episode is uh, Baby Baby Doc. Yeah. (laughs) Or just Baby. Yeah, Baby. Yeah. (laughs) And how about you, Ski? Real quick. So, when Baby baby was in the bed, Mm -hmm. like, and you see, like, the huge blanket over it or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, was that a legit pig or did they get, like, an animatronic pig? I mean, I think it was... I didn't I think did it was see, a legit pig. But. I did see the ear wiggle, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is pretty high-tech for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, an acting pig could probably be taught to lay, down. lay down. I mean, yeah. that's all I had to do. And, well, yeah, and then they, they got to squeal. I don't, I'm don't. i sure you could dub that in, though. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how that would be interesting to find out. My mm-hmm. guess would be that it was not a real pig in the bed, because yeah. pigs are freaking heavy, too. They uh, are. So... That's when Rose had said about him sleeping at the foot of her bed. I'm like, you would be getting popped up out of the bed, <laughs> like <laughs> like a Murphy bed style. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, so so why specifically does this pig get your MVP? I mean, who else deserved it? Well, I mean, any of the other six actors would deserve it over the pig. I think other than maybe the vet. <laughs> no, I, I, obviously, you know, you take out, you know, I guess maybe, you know, Parley Bear could get it because um, he didn't steal the show. Um, but no, as far as like the Goldens themselves, um, we already talked about how Sophia was just kind of hacky with her, you know, blind bit or whatever. And it just leaves the other three. I mean, I guess I could see Rose getting it because, you know, it's her dang birthday. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, the best lines, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just okay, fair enough. How about you, Ski? Nobody really earned it. I don't <laughs> Sorry. So no one earned it, though, <laughs> so you gave it to the pig and uh, protest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it is named, the episode was named after baby. Exactly. So. Well, that's true. And honestly, it I mean. It is the, the crux of the plot. <laughs> exactly. Plus, I mean, when you're that close to your deathbed, mm-hmm. are you going to be doing your own stunts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the thing that I would say is that 
that you can credit the pig with is that he was probably like a five-year-old pig playing a 29-year-old pig and he played it you know perfectly you had no idea that he was yeah. <laughs> you know he's really it's um, real good makeup yeah exactly mm-hmm. so, um anyways the ski who gets your mvp for this one i, I picked rose uh, but i thought in my, my pick went to her because of all the girls, she was the only one that was always wanting to give the pig a safe, happy home mm, okay. with no, no real ulterior motive. So basically, your MVP pick typically goes to whoever you think is the best person on the show. Sometimes. I think sometimes I've actually picked the anti- antithesis of that, though. Yeah, maybe. Based, on, based on how the uh, plot played out. Like I if would... I thought the uh, the villain was particularly you know, compelling. Mm. I mean, I don't think that you surround yourself with villainous people. So I guess I'll (laughs) consider myself a villain might be a a rough term for (laughs) the golden girls anyway. But I'm just saying, I think that if you generally look at uh, the episode, you're like, yeah, whoever was the best person in that episode is who I think (laughs) is the MVP. (laughs) Then, you know, maybe that says that you surround yourself with MVPs. So (laughs) I think the MVP should be, ideally the person who drives the plot mm-hmm. and nobody drove the plot more than baby mm. you know i mean you don't have a show without it any other character you could take out of there you could still have that episode yeah i don't know i think though that you could put a stuffed pig that would have done just as much for the episode as you know the actual real pig i, I feel like for me for the mvp it has to be whoever they had a stuffed animal last week and well, it didn't really true. turn out <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's whoever I thought gave the best overall performance in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the story itself required yeah. the pig, um, mm-hmm. but it also required Rose yeah. and her, you know, uncle or whatever. So, yeah. But for me, the MVP of this one was Dorothy. Old Redenbucker. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought Dorothy, I thought she had the best lines overall. Yeah. I, I thought her, like the, that triple take she did earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a classic B. Arthur, uh, yeah. you know. So anyway, I just really enjoyed Dorothy in this particular episode. Well, and then she also was the one that finally admitted that they were being selfish. Yeah, like, exactly. So she gets a little bit of your good person freaking, points. Freaking like Blanche was just happy to go on and. She'd give yeah. her children away mm-hmm. for that car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do think that as far as like just distribution of the workload, um, this was closer to one of the anthology type episodes. Oh, you just mean as far as like everybody having a pretty equal yeah. spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was well dis- distributed. So, yeah. so how many slices but, of cheesecake did this one get for you? Four. Four? I, th- I thought it was a good enough episode, but I thought that uh, first of all, it was like like Brent said, very hacky with the whole blindness thing with Sophia. I thought yeah. that was over the top, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, so a few funny lines, but uh, kind of an average okay. episode Fair overall. Enough. How about you, Brent? Uh, I'm gonna go with five and a half. Oh, huh. so you, you enjoyed it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I you know, same four that Ski gave it. You mm-hmm. know, plus a bonus, you know, for the pig. Okay. Plus Don't forget half for the what's up with baby duck. <laughs> Next next episode, you have to do three, so it evens out back to 4.1 yeah, or so. <laughs> well, I think I agree with Ski's rating. I gave it a four also. I thought it was – I do typically enjoy episodes that are, you know, heavy on the – have all four, you know, heavily mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that if you can have a solid episode without a lot of guest stars, that's good. But, yeah, the premise of the episode was hacky in general. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the, this is the whole Sophia first half of it. Mm-hmm. It just it, it makes the suspension of disbelief difficult when, mm-hmm. you know, they're being so outlandish with, mm-hmm. you know, what yeah. her limitations were without her glasses. Yeah. So that, that took it down a little for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, like I said, solid average episode. Mm-hmm. One thing we haven't discussed mm-hmm. is, you know, if, you know, now that baby is, is passed, mm-hmm. 
how much they're going to make on those loins of pork. Oh my gosh, yeah, that, that's a <laughs> gold mine. That's what they really should have been looking for. Is uh, hundred hundred grand plus? Yeah, exactly. That could be it. Yeah, it could be two hundred grand when it's all said and done. How many loins does a pig have? I assume two. Well, yeah, but I think that uh, the loin can produce more than one cut of meat. So I don't think that a loin of pork would be the entire loin of the pork. Oh, I thought it was. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But if we have any farmers out there listening who have to know, you know how many cuts of loin meat you can get out of one pig. <laughs> I mean, I would assume two. Like two. one on each side. Well, they do have, so it would just be his back legs? I assume so. Uh, okay. I mean, those front legs are like T-Rex legs, aren't they? Uh, they are kind of small, I think. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like their legs are sort of similar in size, though, aren't they? I think they're very close in, I thought, in length. I thought they had some thighs on them. I don't know. I don't know like enough about pig isn't anatomy. That the, isn't that like the rear legs? I think bone structure-wise are very similar in length. But I think you're right. I think the front legs are muscularly structured much different mm-hmm. than the back legs. Yeah. Similar to like a dog and cat yeah. have different. And us, I mean, we've got big, thick, you know, thighs, but we yeah. don't necessarily. Well, yeah, but that's because we walk on our legs on just our, you know, two legs, whereas they, all four of their legs support their weight to a certain extent. So yeah, I would think, I think that they're. It's the rear legs that are driving them forward. Yeah. Don't don't, maybe. Maybe it has <laughs> more muscle back there than the front legs do. Yeah. But still, they're a fat creature that has to support a good amount of weight on both sides. So I think, yeah, like if I was to bear walk around, mm-hmm. you know, my my arms would still take on less of the burden than my legs would, mm-hmm. but they would take on a lot more of the burden than they currently do. Yeah. So, um, so gotcha. I'd have to think that there's not the disparity as there are between, say, like a biped's arms and legs. Yeah. So gotcha. I don't know if you if you bear walked around, <laughs> do you think you'd end up with the four arms? comparable to like you know one of the ladies at miss maggie's house on the hill probably so yeah (laughs) that'd be like a veritable popeye (laughs) but uh, you know veritable popeye (laughs) but with that you know i'd say stay golden coco hey thanks so much for downloading today if you enjoyed that opening you should definitely check out ashley jade on youtube she has a bunch of awesome compositions on there if you want to get in touch you can email us at sophia's choice podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.